Have you guys seen this chip advertising um, that says, I bet you can't eat just one? Have you seen this? How many of you been able to only eat one? Or have you seen the Pringles one? Once you pop, can't stop, right? Someone I know, I won't say who, says the serving size of Pringles is one can, right? Right? No. no. Think, think about the, uh, it's brilliant advertising. Think about the idea behind it. The idea behind it is that once you eat one of these chips, the chips have a power over you and you can't stop eating them, right? And I'm going to make a fast turn to make it this brief. This is how the Christian story describes sin and disobedience. Once you disobey, sin and the evil one gain power over you. And it's difficult, if not impossible, to stop. When you disobey God, you give power of your life over to another. Another who has malicious intent. Many of us could share examples of this in our own lives if we thought about it. Places where we never intended to let a behavior take it, take us where it did. That, that's happening to some of us now, no doubt. We started something. Initially, it, it was a small thing, like, I'm, I'm just going to try this. I, I'm not going to chase it, you know. I'm not going to let it take me where it may want to take me. But then we don't know how to stop. During the season of Lent, I want to talk with you about how Jesus makes us one with God. The fancy word for this is atonement. But it's actually not as fancy as it sounds. It actually breaks down perfectly. At one mint. Atonement is how Jesus makes us at one with God. God created the world and humanity to live as a family with God as our father and the world as our home. This is why in the story of Noah, we hear the word covenant, which is the word for relationship in the Bible, seven times described as God's covenant with the whole creation. Humanity and the whole creation. God created the world and humanity to live as a family with him as our father and the world as our home. And sin shattered the harmony in every direction. God comes in Christ to make us one again at one meant atonement. Now, a lot of Christians, when we think of the word of atonement, we immediately go to Jesus's death to talk about how he's done this. And that, that's true. It's right. But at the same time, I want to make sure we know that Jesus' whole life is an atonement. His whole life. This morning, I want to show you how Jesus makes us one with God through his obedience. Obedience. Jesus' time in the wilderness is a reminder of two really big moments in the Old Testament. One is the temptation of Adam and Eve in the garden. Now, the similarity between these two stories, Adam and Eve in the garden, Jesus in the wilderness, the similarities are notable more by what's different than by what's the same. So in Jesus' case, the garden has become a wilderness. And that in itself is signaling what has happened in the world because of sin. 
what was a wilderness, I mean a garden in the beginning, this beautifully kept place has now become this wild place. In Jesus' case, the gardens become a wilderness, but also there are angels ministering to Jesus. But in the case of Adam and Eve, it's a fallen angel who is tricking them. See the difference here? Jesus goes to the wilderness to replay that opening scene of the Bible, to try to do it differently. Jesus comes to the wilderness, into the world as a new Adam. A new Adam. Now the second moment this scene reminds us of is Israel's temptation in the wilderness. Israel made a false god to worship when they were in the wilderness. Their grumbling and complaining over food left them lost and wandering for 40 years. So again, think of the contrast of what Jesus is doing. Jesus goes to the wilderness and he fasts for 40 days. He goes without food. Instead of being like Israel who complained, Jesus willingly gives up his hunger to God. So Jesus goes to the wilderness as a new Adam and as a new Israel. He goes to do battle with evil and Jesus obeys. Why is obedience so important? It, sound, it seems like such a worn out word today, doesn't it? I mean, can't we just talk about love instead of obedience? I'm serious, like, I, as a parent today, it's so fascinating to me to observe. I'm getting to that age where I can compare my childhood to, like, childhoods today. Um, and when I was a kid, me and my friends, like, compared the size of belt or paddle that was used on us. And we did it sort of in this playful way. And now parents can get like in trouble for that. And as a parent, you feel sort of self-conscious about like using force in any way, like saying that your kids should obey. Shouldn't we just love them into it in a way? Do you know what I mean? This, this, it's really challenging and to talk about this notion of just obedience. In a way, it sounds like a cold wor- word in comparison to love. I think that's where our cultural moment has us, where we struggle with this language. But is it really a cold word? Is obedience as bad of a thing as it may sound like to us in our modern years? It's not. (laughs) The reason obedience is important is because whoever we obey, we give power over our lives whether in a positive direction or a negative direction. And here's the thing, we all obey someone. (laughs) Children, adults, we all obey someone. We all give power over us to someone or something. And when we disobey God, we give power over our lives to the evil one. The thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Adam and Eve gave him power over them when they surrendered to the first temptation. Power over all future generations. And we give him power today when we surrender to temptation in our own lives. 
So what is Jesus doing? Jesus is obeying to break the power of sin and evil over us. This is what the song, A Great um, A Thousand Tongues to Sing, he breaks the power of canceled sin. He sets the prisoner free. Jesus comes to obey the Father, to set us free from sin's power, and to make us one with God again, his children. And Jesus' death is the climactic moment in a life of full obedience. It's the final straw, if you will, that breaks the back of Satan's power. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says. He obeyed to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus' entire life is an offering of obedience because of our disobedience. So he, he does this for us. He fulfills all obedience, Jesus does. But he does this so that we can set, be set free from our slavery to sin and disobedience in our own lives. Have you guys ever felt entrapped by sin? As if you, it was hard to get out of some pattern of behavior that you were in. Jesus comes to break you free from that. To break me free from that. So that we can be free to serve the living and true God. Now, Lent is a time to give thanks for the at-one-ment, the atonement that Christ has accomplished for us. And one way he's done this is through his complete and full obedience to the Father. He's done it so that we and all creation can live in oneness with God again. And obedience is a fruit of of that oneness in our, with God in our lives. And so I want to ask you for this season of Lent, how is God calling you to grow in obedience to Him during this season? How is He calling you to grow in obedience to Him in your life? Now here's the tricky part. Sometimes we don't even know the areas of our lives that he's calling us to obey him because our lives are so full of noise and clutter that we can't hear his voice anymore. One of the songs we sang this morning spoke of being hardened by sin's power. What if you do what do you do if you've grown numb to his voice? If you can't hear it anymore? Well, this is why in the season of Lent, because all of us are vulnerable to this, all of us as humans are vulnerable to growing numb to his voice, not able to hear it anymore, to be sensitive to it. And so in the season of Lent, we seek to become sensitive to his voice again. And that's why during this season, we commit to practices like fasting, like extra prayer, and like almsgiving. So we clear the clutter out of our lives and we invite him to speak to us in a deeper way. Jesus has come to make us one with God. He does this by satisfying obedience in every direction for us. But he does it. So that sin would no longer have power over us in our lives. Are you letting him set you free from sin's power? Are you letting him help you grow in day-to-day -day obedience and faithfulness to God? I hope you are. If you're not, you're, it's a, you're in the right place. We serve a merciful God who has come to die for you. To lay his life down. 
so that you can receive forgiveness and start again. Will you, will you come to him in this season? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.